0: It's not fair. Why would Mr. Krabs try so hard to get rid of me? I'm only on vacation. Unless it's a permanent vacation. That's it. Mr. Krabs wants to replace me. Oh, I should have known. Patrick's had his eye on my job all along. He's been scheming. They think I'm outdated. They think I'm all washed up. Well, I'll show them. Cue the intro. Welcome aboard to the only podcast that has its own official play set, I'm ready, a SpongePod SquareCast. I'm your host Captain Eric and it's a pleasure to welcome you aboard as we continue our sail through the fourth season of SpongeBob SquarePants. And on today's episode, we have Bummer Vacation, first premiering on October 13th, 2006. This is the first half of the 74th episode of Spongebob, and it was storyboard directed by Casey Alexander and Chris Mitchell, who wrote this episode alongside Danny McCauley. Our animation director is Tom Yasumi, our technical director is Vincent Waller, and our supervising producer is Paul Tibbet. Right before recording this episode, I had to go back and take a glance at every other season four episode that I've covered thus far on I'm Ready, a Spongebob Square cast. And I honestly believe Bummer Vacation has made me laugh a little harder more than any other Season 4 episode I've covered thus far. I don't want to say right now it's the funniest episode of Season 4, but very specifically for this run of episodes that I've watched for this show, I think this one thus far is the funniest episode. I don't know what it has to do with, but possibly, and this is just a theory on my end for the captain here, but I feel like once you are acclimated into the workforce and you start occurring vacation hours and then you have the ability to go on vacation, I think there, regardless on your opinion of the vacation itself, I think once you are at that moment in your life You can appreciate this episode in an entirely new way, regardless on on where you feel of, of where Spongebob is and yourself, because certainly there are people who are not like Spongebob. The second they get on vacation, their head is turned as far away back from that place that they're working at as far as possible, and they are gone. They are not looking anywhere in the direction, even... If they go on vacation to another part of the world, they're not even looking of the direction of where they work. If you work on the East Coast and you take a vacation over to the West Coast, your head isn't even looking over East at all. You're only looking North, South, or West. So your head isn't even looking that way. And there are some people out there like that, and they're completely justified for it. There's a time and a place you clock in, You do your business, you clock out, you go home, and when you're on vacation, you don't have to worry about that place. Good for you. There's nothing wrong with that. But then there's others out there who are genuinely like Spongebob in this episode where being stuck at home for vacation or going away on vacation, being away from work is just as much of a nightmare as for some of us going into work, going into a place of business that we don't necessarily love. There are those out there who have that opposite feeling. They love going to their place of business. And for whatever reasons that may be, whether it's an internal pride over over the work you're producing or the people you're you're with or just the place of business itself or you own your own business and you just love doing what you do. Whatever it is, there are those out there that if they were forced to go on a vacation, it wouldn't be a good time. They may force themselves to have a good time in whatever circumstances they, they have in front of them, but they would rather be at work, and that's okay too. I can certainly understand that as someone who has worked in management where over time you build a certain rapport with customers, you know how things are, are done a certain way, and then when you have to step away for a week or two, that, that isn't a lot of time in the grand scheme of things, but it, it seems in the moment like a big chunk of time that you're stepping away from. And in that time frame, anything could happen. I have come back from vacations where it has felt like I've come back to a completely new job. Not just with management above me, but with how things were done while you were gone. There have been certain moments where I have enjoyed vacation, but certainly either going into the vacation or coming out of it, I also had the feeling of, you know, I think I would have rather stayed here and worked. And that's a a scary mindset to be in. That's an adult mindset. And I know there's people out there, well, you should be in an adult mindset. To be in a mindset where you have a feeling that you're going to avoid enjoying life to just work, especially if it's not for your own business. At least there I would I would understand, hey, that's your life you're working on. But especially if you're working for someone else, if you're granted a vacation, just go. Go and enjoy it. Take that out of the idea of being in an adult mindset. It's just a scary part to be in that, in that rock and hard place of wanting to take time away, wanting to enjoy aspects of life, be able to do more of the things that you avoid because of work, and then on the other hand, but, you know, there's all this stuff to do at work, here's all the things that are on my plate, and if I avoid a week or two on vacation, here's what's going to happen. But you know what? There's always going to be work. There's always going to be something to do out there. So you should enjoy life when you can. You can certainly miss work. You can certainly be justified in those feelings, but enjoy other aspects of life when they're granted to you, especially if a job forces you to go on vacation. If you find yourself in Spongebob shoes, take that baton and run. Just go. You can miss it. You can love coming back, but enjoy life. Don't be a Spongebob in this situation. But this, this Spongebob episode is an episode that I I feel like is so magical in its idea because we have a character here who, more than any other cartoon character, one of his main personality aspects is that he loves going to work. The first episode of this show, SpongeBob's opening chapter to the world, is his desire for this job. So what happens... When a fry cook's union sends Mr. Krabs a letter letting him know that because of the amount of vacation time that Spongebob has occurred over his tenure at the Krusty Krab, he either has to go on vacation or face a fine. A fine that you know Mr. Krabs is not going to want to pay, which is completely shocking to me. But we'll get into that right away of this episode, right as it starts bummer vacation. We get a postcard-looking title card here that I absolutely love. What a great way to start this episode. It sets the mood right out of the gate that we're having a vacation episode, but of course, instead of a summer vacation, it's going to be a bummer one. The word fine is not going to be one to use around Mr. Krabs in the Krusty Krab today, as he received that aforementioned letter from the Fry Cooks Union. Now, the word union is one that is going to send waves of terror through the fingertips and spines of those working in business. But for those that don't know, unions are there for the employees working in a field or at a specific business, there are certainly negatives that those out there against unions can find about their existence or being a part of them. But just know that that is coming from one side of the business counter. And unless you are on that side of the business counter, it is best to stand alongside your fellow employees. Now, we can spend the next half hour dissecting unions, Talking about them, I've even thought about it here. Do I want to even go into the details and the intricacies of unions? And that is not going to be on this episode of I'm Ready. But just know, I can certainly understand those who dislike them, but I also understand where they're standing. So, completely pro-union over here. And that's not something that you'll hear from most captains. So, uh, certainly... A rarity over here now the letter stated to mr. Krabs says that if Spongebob does not use his vacation time that he has acquired up to this point that he will have to pay a fine we have no idea on how much this fine would be but mr. Krabs is no ordinary businessman let me tell you most businesses out there would rather eat some of these minuscule fines for some of the crimes that they're committing over changing their way of business or the way they're doing things. It's a real shame where the the fines that are set for... And I know I'm speaking in broad strokes, but there are just too many instances of big businesses being slapped with as big of a fine as you can get hit as a company and it ends up that they saved money in the long run by... Just doing the illegal stuff they're doing. It happens in every industry where it just seems like the fines are nowhere near outweighing the amount you're earning from the crimes. Didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it did. Uh, it's It's a shock that when we end up finding out how much it ended up accruing for Mr. Krabs, why he didn't just pay the fine and let Spongebob continue to work. But you know what? I have to applaud Mr. Krabs for sticking to the guns of what the union wanted here. He could have just said, Hey, here's the fine. Forget you. This guy is going to continue to work. No vacation for him. If only they knew the circumstances, maybe they would let Spongebob just continue to work. But Mr. Krabs doesn't want to be fined by the Fry Cooks Union and decides to put his clamshell down and that Spongebob has to go on vacation. Spongebob, at first, is completely okay with vacation. He leaves the Krusty Krab without a fight, goes right home, chanting, I'm ready, vacation. Goes goes home to Gary, who is shocked to see him home early, but Spongebob lets him know, hey, don't worry, I'm on vacation. Goes right to bed, and then wakes up only mere minutes later, thinking that it's morning, going through his entire morning routine, which is a workout, eating breakfast, flossing in the most adorable way possible, taking a shower. Who would have thought that Spongebob was a fan of Axe body spray and just coating himself in it before leaving the pineapple and heading back to work within, I have to imagine, a half hour or so since he left. And it's during this return of the Krusty Krab that this episode turns it into hyper-overdrive. This is where we go from an 8 or a 9 to an 11, where the psyche of Spongebob starts to break little by little, and we haven't had many episodes of that happening in a while. Usually it's other characters like Squidward, like Mr. Krabs, but for Spongebob, for him to delve into madness, I've, I've mentioned it before when that happens for certain characters, it's some of my favorites of theirs, and for this, it's no different. For Spongebob, it is crazy for him to not work at the Krusty Krab and to add salt to the wound. It seems like Mr. Krabs has gotten himself an unpaid intern in Patrick Star to fill in the void of Spongebob not being there. Now, I always assumed that the Krusty Krab could work without Spongebob given the fact that when he shows up at Help Wanted, Mr. Krabs and Squidward have the restaurant under control. And it seems to be that things are are working well. Now, of course, when the anchovies show up, that's a different story, but it doesn't seem like, other than the sign out front, they are not in that much of an emergency of a fry cook. Mr. Krabs is possibly cooking those Krabby Patties while they don't have a fry cook. So for SpongeBob being on vacation, no big deal. But to add an extra bit of anxiety on top of just not being at work, he now has an unpaid intern coming in in the name of Patrick Starr. Because you're an intern. Unpaid. I, what, what? Which is a massive blow to SpongeBob, not only in the fact that this guy is going to be working at the Krusty Krab while you're gone, this is the person who's going to be making the Krabby Patties in your absence. This is the guy who scratches his back with a spatula, thinking it's a back scratcher, but then is amazed that it also scratches backs. He's going to be making those Krabby Patties. Beyond that, Patrick is the one person that SpongeBob would probably go to for distractions of, hey, I'm not at work right now, let's do something. Now that possibility is completely taken away. Any of the free time that Spongebob has on vacation and he wants to spend with Patrick, Patrick's going to be working at the Krusty Krab. Thanks, Mr. Krabs. That's a that's a real cool thing you did here. Also getting in an unpaid intern. Cheap labor. Oh, good for you! There's certainly a running theme and gag of this episode where Spongebob ends up at home, but he's figuring out new ways to get back into the Krusty Krab. And this genuinely feels like a very classic-feeling cartoon scenario of being kept out of something but trying multiple ways to get in. I mean, even now I'm thinking about one of the first episodes of CatDog, trying to get into into the taco spot. But Spongebob, his immediate first thought is a genius one. Wait a minute. I am hungry, and it is lunchtime. Mr. Krabs says I couldn't work at the Krusty Krab, but he didn't say anything about me eating at the Krusty Krab, and there's nothing wrong with SpongeBob being a customer. That's all fine if he would have just stayed at Squidward's uh, stand there, taken his order, paid for it, waited for his food, and ate it in the restaurant like with the other customers. But for some reason, Mr. Krabs allows this customer to go into the kitchen to fraternize with the fry cook, which he shouldn't allow. Now, I know that SpongeBob is an employee, but there's already a line in the sand that he's been crossing, and he's coming in with a valid reason to be there. Hey, I'm a customer. I just want to buy food. All right, well, then keep him with the rest of the customers. I think it was a mistake to allow him in the kitchen in the first place. But of course, while he's back there, he can't help himself in trying to help Patrick with making Krabby Patties and working the grill. I have no idea why they have the grill on the other side of the kitchen for this episode. There are rare circumstances where the kitchen is rearranged and the grill is on the opposite wall of the order window. And for anybody to be back in that kitchen, Patrick Starr is the last person where you have the kitchen oriented in that way at least in the other way. Maybe it's the fact that Squidward is is like, nope, keep that guy as far away from the window as possible. I would understand that, but also, you know, Squidward, you need to be right there so you can help him in situations. That that would be my call, but I can also understand why Squidward would not want Patrick anywhere near that, that uh, order window for, for an entire eight hours. Could you imagine? But SpongeBob, of course... Within a few seconds of being back in that kitchen has a spatula in his hand. Mr. Krabs boots him right out. And it's in this instance where one of my favorite Spongebob jokes in the show's entirety comes into play. Literally. As Spongebob is stuck at home and he decides, What am I going to do with my time? Oh wait, I have an idea. To use the official Krusty Krab playset, which... Also includes, and it's a little Krusty Krab that the top opens up, and includes action figures of SpongeBob, Squidward, Mr. Krabs, and Patrick, which is absolutely hilarious. The fact that that's included, you would think, all right, if anything is released officially of the Krusty Krab, it would it would be, of course, of the restaurant and have the three known employees there, but to include Patrick is just is bonkers, but maybe it's that he's included in another playset because as Spongebob is using his little action figures to give him the same feeling of being at work, for some reason his imagination takes over a little bit of reality and a little scene outbreaks of the action figure of Mr. Krabs coming out to yell at the figure of Spongebob to get out of here, get, you're not supposed to be at work, you're supposed to be home the action figure of Spongebob, and he, and he's playing with it, leaves the Krusty Krab and enters a tiny playset of the pineapple, which in and of itself includes a tiny Krusty Krab playset, and it's this joke. I, When it was popping up, I knew it was going to happen, but when it happened, I just, I laughed. I genuinely belly laughed. It was a good feeling to have. It's good to laugh. When you can laugh that hard, it, it's a great feeling. And it doesn't have to be necessarily Spongebob, but I hope everyone out there who listens to this, I hope you get to laugh in the next week at some point, at something. You have a genuine belly laugh, and it's a good time for you. But for me, this this moment, the fact that, that there's an official Krusty Krab playset is one thing. The Patrick action figure is another, but then for there to be a little action figure play set of SpongeBob's own pineapple, and then for them to go a little meta with even that having its own little set of action figures of the Krusty Krab, it's just, it's a great little visual gag, and it shows SpongeBob completely diving deeper and deeper into this madness of not being at work. His unhealthy obsession is is really showcasing itself right here. He's finding other ways to get into the Krusty Krab, which, they're not terrible. His first of which is being a hot steaming bun delivery driver, which would work if it wasn't for the fact that he tried delivering hot steaming buns at the same time that the actual hot steaming bun delivery driver showed up which was hilarious, but for a second I honestly thought that Spongebob just got another job at a company that would give him a reason to be in the Krusty Krab. Now, it's hilarious that he would go through the entire facade of faking a bun delivery, but it isn't that bad of an idea for Spongebob to get another job in the interim of his time away from the Krusty Crab. And if it's a job that can get him within the Krusty Crab, that would be pretty hilarious. Although, this is a uh, a fake job, a fake reason for him to uh, go inside of the Krusty Crab. Now, imagine if during the time of his vacation being kicked out of the Krusty Crab, if he decided to cook up something different over at the Chum Bucket. Of course, Plankton would love for Spongebob to make some Krabby Patties, but what if Spongebob just wanted to be a really good cook with Chum for a few days? How would that episode happen? What, what happens there where he's forced out of the Krusty Krab for whatever reason, and for that, he's forced to then work with a different kind of food? I don't know. But Mr. Krabs has had enough of this situation And it keeps getting worse. SpongeBob's methods in trying to sneak into the Krusty Krab keep getting weirder and more desperate. He's legitimately, physically trying to crawl through the phone right through Patrick's apparent ears. He's trying to crawl through the piping of the Krusty Krab up into the toilet, spooking Patrick right out of the bathroom in in another one of my favorite moments of this episode and Mr. Krabs flushes him right down. SpongeBob then tries his way through the front again, but then ends up in the fryer, and at this point, Mr. Krabs is is it. He's pulling the plug on this entire situation, and he's not about to just let him come back to work, but he's going to send him away from the Krusty Krab, guaranteed as far away as possible so that he's not going to show up back at work because Mr. Krabs cannot afford that fine. Mr. Krabs drives SpongeBob to what he thinks is going to be his home, but it ends up being a completely deep part of the woods in a wooded area that we haven't ever seen before. This isn't the deep kelp forest, but this is clearly right on the outskirts of the forested area where Mr. Krabs just drives Spongebob out and stops the car, stops the boat, excuse me, and dangles his spatula like a like a treat for a dog, like if you had a bone in your hand and you were trying to get a dog out of a, out of a vehicle, and Spongebob falls for it. He is that obsessed with work that even the sight of his spatula can send him into this canine-esque mode. And Mr. Krabs tosses the spatula out of the boat and drives away. He now just ditches Spongebob in the middle of the wilderness. Can you imagine if your boss? Just purposely ditched you out in the middle of the woods Well, the road was right there and Spongebob walked right out of the woods very easily, but still Just even on the fringe of the woods your boss just drops you off and then just leaves even In the circumstances that we have here, I don't know if I would want to work with somebody like that, but Spongebob is a completely different sponge than I. I certainly would uh, not want to deal with that. Far Out Little Man is my favorite Mr. Krabs line of this episode, though. I will give him that. He was a a pretty cool guy driving, uh, driving that boat all the way out to the woods. What an ingenious way to to get rid of Spongebob. I don't know if he figured that that was far enough on the road because it seems like it's just a straight walk on that road right back to Con Street, right back to the Krusty Krab. It's not at least the worst thing that Mr. Krabs could have done. He could have really left him in a terrible situation farther and in a remote location, but either way, just terrible. SpongeBob now going through this traumatic experience is now fully in conspiracy mode of feeling like his job is truly in jeopardy. Why would Mr. Krabs go through this level of effort to get rid of me unless he truly wants me gone and Patrick is my replacement? Being in a mindset where every single thing is a conspiracy and everybody has a knife at your back is not funny and it's it's way too common to find someone feeling like that in today's day and age. But to see SpongeBob delve into a bit of that madness a little bit is genuinely funny. For him to just not accept the vacation time then to go back to work but to get into this whole conspiracy of, they're really trying to get rid of me, huh? This is really happening. And as Patrick ends up going home, he seems to enjoy his job of not getting paid, and I genuinely hope that the food being served at the Krusty Krab is not harming any of the fish during Patrick Starr's tenure behind the grill. But as he arrives home, and he's inside of his enclosure inside the rock, SpongeBob is sitting there waiting. And Spongebob has reached peak madness over this entire situation. Who knows how long he had to walk from the, the forest with that mindset until he got back to Con Street. But it clearly has messed up his mind beyond belief. And we get one of these just insane moments of Spongebob that is unforgettable. When you see it once, you never really forget it. And I think even a few moments of Spongebob's madness here have been used in meme templates across the world. So even this one moment is is so iconic in, in Spongebob SquarePants of SpongeBob just hitting this rock bottom level of emotion towards Patrick. The next day, as somebody orders what is apparently known as Shell on a Shingle, which is, uh it's one of my least favorite things. There is a food out there that has a name known as on a shingle, and it is cream chipped beef on toast, which is a delicious, easy-to-make treat, but I absolutely hate that word. So, shell on a shingle is a is a nice little nod to that. And right after this order, there is noticeably a food output that has not been seen since Spongebob Squarepants happening at the kitchen of the Krusty Krab. Mr. Krabs starts to notice, wait a minute, it seems like Mr. Patrick Starr has gotten his, his handle on things here at the Krusty Krab. Things are looking good. Mr. Krabs goes in to compliment Patrick, which... I have to say, for as much of the knocks that we can make against Mr. Krabs and his running of business, his running of, of his employees, how he conducts things, there are moments where he is genuinely a good boss. Hey, he sees a good output. He wants to come compliment the good work of Patrick. But as he discovers, it is not Patrick Starr. It is SpongeBob SquarePants in a Patrick suit. What is assumed at first with the scene that we left Spongebob and Patrick in, one would think that Spongebob is somehow using Patrick as some sort of springlock suit, wink, and getting inside of it and, and, and wearing Patrick as some sort of Buffalo Bill style suit, and that is not the case, actually, because once... Mr. Krabs asks where Patrick is. SpongeBob just told Patrick to stay at home and watch television, which Patrick, much obliged to that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that in the head with the I love that even static on a screen would be enough for Patrick to get him to be amused. Back at the Krusty Krab, though, Mr. Krabs reveals to SpongeBob that Hey, it's at this time, though, that you have actually used up all of your vacation time and you can come back to work, so there's no need for any of this charade anymore. And in fact, Mr. Krabs saved an entire nickel by not having Spongebob work for the last few days or so or for whatever the time it was. One whole nickel that Spongebob later states is more than he makes in a year, which... Is really shocking, although we have no idea on how the currency rate under the water is compared to up here. We may see a nickel and know, wait, that's five cents, and have an entire idea on where that where that piece of currency lands you in in a world of, of money, but underwater that five cents could be something completely different. It could be worth a lot more underwater and stretched out more than it could up here so from the sounds of it Mr. Krabs saved an entire year's salary or more of that of of whatever he pays Spongebob by keeping him away for a few days so in the long run maybe instead of paying that fine keeping him away was the better business move at least from from Spongebob's point of view at the end his, his wow at that nickel at seeing that. It impresses him. And if he can live his life and be as happy as he is on whatever he's making, then that's SpongeBob's prerogative. Not everybody has to make $10,000 a month to be happy. You can make a little less than that and be satisfied with your life. It's all about perspective. and, And of course, Those in business would would like to say, yeah, definitely take less, make less, but don't ever feel like you have to. Know your worth. If you're worth more, then ask for more. And if, if someone is not willing to pay for what you're worth, find someone who will. And that's where if no one out there is willing to pay for your worth, then you know to drop it down a penny or two. Take things baby steps at a time. But once you get into the working force, if you're someone out there a little bit younger, once you are into a curing vacation hours, and once you go on that first vacation, regardless on where you stand, you don't have to agree with Spongebob, you don't have to disagree with Spongebob, but I think once you are in that moment in your life, you can then watch this episode again and have an entirely new appreciation for it on both sides on both sides, on Mr. Krabs's end, on Spongebob's end, and it still is a quality episode. It stands the test of time. So this one certainly gets two thumbs way up from the captain. Thank you for the, for the laughs, because after a couple of hard days at work, and even when you're, you're filled with good spirits, sometimes you need that extra boost of a good laugh, and as corny as Patch Adams can be, I, I stand by that sentiment, that the best medicine out there is for everybody to have a good time. Laughter, smiles on faces, that's what we're all here for. It's that level of energy, and I hope that each and every one of you listening to this gets to feel that A-S-A-P. Tonight, tomorrow, two days from now, I hope something happens either expected, unexpected, you're watching a movie, a TV show, a YouTube clip, a Facebook video, something makes you laugh so hard that your socks fall off and your belly is legitimately shaking from that laughter. I hope that happens to you. And mates, thank you for coming aboard. Legitimately recording I'm ready a SpongePod Squarecast is one of my favorite parts of the week. There are general moments of anxiety that comes with the preparation of getting to record this episode, but each and every time that I just jump into the deep end, I come right back up out of the surface, exploding with happiness. I genuinely love what I do, and I hope you guys enjoy it too. Thank you for coming aboard. If you would like to support the captain, the absolute best thing you can do is subscribe to the Captain Eric YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at the Eric, or by clicking on the YouTube link in the podcast description below. Hitting that subscribe button will let me know that you've joined the Ready Crew, and it's the best thing that you can do to show your support. If you would like to go that extra mile, you can also click on that Redbubble link in the podcast description where you can find a bunch of different Captain Eric pieces of art that you can put on a multitude of different products. Anything you'd like from stickers to t-shirts to hats, anything that comes in from my projects, go directly back into my projects, and it is always appreciated. You can follow me on Twitter at I'mReadyPodcast and on Instagram at SpongeBobPodcast. If you would like to write into the show, if you have any questions, comments, or if you have anything that you would like read out, here on the air, you can send me an email at SpongePod at gmail.com. That's sponge P-O-D, podcast at gmail.com. If you have anything like a promotion for your podcast, if you have art that you would like others to know about, if you have any questions for the show that are SpongeBob related, please send me an email and leave your information in the body so I know where you're from, to properly give you a shout-out. Thank you to each and every one of you on the Ready Crew. I could not express my gratitude for your time enough. Thank you for coming aboard. As always, please stay safe, be kind to one another, and come aboard again to another episode of I'M READY! A Spongebob Square-Cast. Uh, what to do, what to do? I know just the thing to get the spirits up. The official Krusty Krab playset. Spongebob, I need 20 Krabby Patties on the double, please. Sure thing, Mr. Squidward, sir. 20 Krabby Patties coming up. Spongebob, what are you doing here? You're gonna cost me some loot if you don't get your square keister home. Out, 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 until your vacation is over.